I feel like now that was pretty short-lived. Um, but yeah, then I felt like, oh, I've got another chance now of getting back to myself. And, and now I, I feel like I don't take certain things for granted. Like I definitely feel like my health is something that I want to stay on top of and knock on wood, whatever I can control. I know there are things that are totally out of your control and that can happen. I totally get that. But whatever I feel like I can control, then I'm very mindful of, you know, staying on top of things and, and not taking for granted. I think that's a biggie. And, and I think that that comes a lot with research. I think we're reminded of uh, mainly when it's a chosen one, you know, you think that, oh, I'm going to, you know, leave this behind and it's something new. And but then you kind of start to take inventory of the things like, oh, I really miss that. Or, you know, maybe I. Three, two, one. Hey friends, it's Nicole and Kate, your girls from across the globe, Sydney, Australia and Puerto Rico to be exact. And we're so excited to be sharing this time with you. Get ready for a candid convo with us, Nicole and Kate. Throughout this podcast, we'll be sharing our own experiences and thoughts in the hopes that you'll realize that one, you're not alone. And two, that open and honest convos can lead to awesome discoveries, shifts in perspectives and energy to move ahead with confidence. Because that's what real friends do. They provide love, support, and space for one another to share without judgment, speak without hesitation, and to learn from each other, even when we don't agree. And with that, let's dive in. Hi, Kate. Hello, Nicole. How's it going? Good, good. I'm excited for our chat. I am very excited for our chat today. We're going to be talking about starting again. Which can mean a whole lot of different things. You ready for this? Yeah. Uh, yes, 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 yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. My life up to this stage, up to this point is just flashing before me all the times so I've hit reset, restart, do, do yes. over. They're all, it's all oh, flooding goodness. back. <laughs> uh-huh. And th- there's so many different ways that, pre- uh, that like starting again can present itself, right? A fresh start, a clean slate, um, something exciting, maybe an opportunity, new experiences. Um, but it can also be a lot of other things like maybe there's some fear around it. Um, your new start is kind of like uncharted territory, a step into the unknown, uh, unpredictable, which of course these things aren't always easy because as humans, we kind of like that comfy, predictable space. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Or it's forced and you have to mm. restart. It's out of your mm. control. So there's, a little, yeah. yeah, that can be scary. Well, I remember what I would consider kind of my first major starting again moment. And it was in 2006. I was 23 years old and I had graduated college and I was super excited for this big future that lay ahead of me. You know, everyone's like, oh, you're going to graduate college. You're going to get this great job. You're going to, you know, meet your significant other, start a family, buy a home, but it turns out that life looked very different for me. Um, I was working in a commercial loan department at the time and my college degree was in English. So there was literally no relation there. (laughs) I was single. Um, I had very little money in my bank account. I was nowhere near owning a home. 
Um, so I was definitely ready for a new start. I kind of took all of this to, you know, maybe it was a good thing that I had thought that my life was supposed to look a certain way. It looked nothing like that. So I was like, maybe I just kind of need to start over. And what did I choose? Well, graduate school, of course, (laughs) which, you know, in retrospect, that's like the most comfy extender of life where you essentially are like, I don't really want to be an adult yet. So I'm just going to go back to school. (laughs) And that's what I did. I rented a U-Haul. I left home, which was San Diego at that time. And I was actually really excited for a clean slate. I was kind of, you know, it it was one of those start again moments where like I was excited for new experiences, new opportunities, kind of that fresh start. Okay. So yeah, I can, I, it's funny because I had a similar situation, but I just want to get the context of graduate school. So you graduated means you had your first degree and then graduate school is, is that like another degree, like a master's or is it a, a different degree that you start? Yep, exactly. Master's. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So I did the same thing. Oh, <laughs> look at us just traveling on these parallel paths. We were meant to come together. To come together. <laughs> I had the same thing happen. So I finished four years of my bachelor's and you get to that point where it's like, well, I could start working right now because my bachelor's gave me an education degree, which means I could have just gone straight into looking for a teaching job and being placed in a school and going down Mm -hmm. that route. But I, like you, was like, I'm not sure. I don't know if I'm ready for the full adult responsible experience and isn't it much better if I go and get a master's and I can just continue this studying around I mean I was working I was working part-time I was doing you know jobs here and there in hospitality Mm -hmm. but I think it was that decision of like and I honestly thought maybe what was happening is that I wasn't sure what I wanted yeah I was probably sure that I there was some sort of inkling of I don't know if I want to do this as my career but so let me study some more and maybe that'll present some different opportunities mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is but that did you go, did? okay so did you graduate straight away and then that fall you started the graduate program so we go from our year the way our year works is january to december pretty much so you'll start at the beginning oh, of the year okay. yeah and so i would have oh, finished up it. around november and then i would have started my master's like around February of the year after. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So, okay. So I took an entire year to then say, okay, I'm going to go. So I, I graduated, um, and ours is, you know, fall to summer. So I graduated summer 2005 and I didn't enroll in that program until the fall of 2006. Okay. So oh, yes. And you were over a year in between you, you mm-hmm. took a, a, a full-time job. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So, so that, but it was very much that, you know, I was working in commercial loans and that was kind of like a fallback, to be honest. That was actually a job that I worked at this bank for a long time in undergrad and ended up leaving. And then 
I knew that they would hire me back because we had a great relationship, you know, and I didn't leave on bad terms. So I went back because it was a good job and paid well and it, I could walk to work, which was awesome. Um, but then I actually had this thought, I want, I want to be a teacher, which is, you know, like how many, <laughs> this is so great. So like you, I wanted to be an educator. And so I thought, okay, I had started an education program in my undergrad, but I hadn't finished it out. I actually ended up just graduating with a degree in English. And so I needed to get my master's if I wanted to teach at the collegiate level, which is what I wanted to do. So I went back thinking, okay, I finally do know what I want. Mm -hmm. um, and I need my master's to accomplish it. So, you know, I went back and did that. Um, but man, it's like, sometimes starting again isn't necessarily easy. Like I almost feel like I thought that starting again was just going to like make everything easy and better and yeah. straightforward. And it <laughs> really mixed things up a lot more. <laughs> just presents new challenges. Like it's just yeah, a different exactly. that situation then just presents a different, even though it's a new situation, it presents a different set of problems and challenges yeah. that come with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, had a, I mean, I had an absolutely amazing experience in grad school. Um, I really enjoyed it. And I, I feel like I did. I faced a lot of struggles that I feel have set me up to be where I am today, which sounds silly because, of course, you're always making decisions and choices that, you know, influence your future. But I mean, like, I feel like I learned some very tough but super important life lessons like when I was in graduate school at one point, I had to leave the apartment that I was living in because I couldn't pay my rent. And I was like $5,000 in credit card debt. I had to call my mom crying. I was so embarrassed. I was super ashamed and ask for money to pay off my credit cards. And, and then, you know, had to leave my apartment and move into a studio apartment. I was working two jobs at the time to like full-time jobs and going to grad school. And so I felt like I went through a type of struggle that I never would have had otherwise. And that really taught me so many things about like, hey, you gotta look out for yourself. Yes. <laughs> this is no longer like the school playground here. Like this is real life now and you have bills and responsibilities and you gotta... Yeah. I can so relate to that, but my experience happened. So you're about 23, 24, 25 by that stage. Mm -hmm. I was 34, 35 when I ran out of money really? too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that was when I had reset my career and left teaching to go to film school. And I was spending money just like I had been as a teacher when like, a regular paycheck and yeah <laughs> and then all of a sudden and you were living in new york city right whoa so that yeah, lesson that's not of, cheap i know it wasn't cheap i was working through my savings i wasn't getting a regular paycheck i was at that point studying so that i could then start working as a freelance videographer but i was spending money in new york because of course it's new york and i'm having a great time Sure. Just like, you know, every two weeks, every month, my salary is going to be deposited. Just there was no salary being deposited. So I learned <laughs> that lesson 
similar to you, but just a decade later, but through that reset, through that restarting of a mm-hmm. completely different situation where now I have a different, yeah, this is so exciting. I'm in a new city. I'm in a new, I'm, you know, looking to work in a completely different industry, but I'm realizing money doesn't come in like it comes in through a regular teaching job. Oh yeah. Okay. So how long did you go on like that then in New York and like what you know, what happened after you had that realization, like, oh, wait, I don't have a paycheck. Good question, because I think it went on for a little bit longer than it should have, where I was just spending money, you know, the way I used to spend money. Um, what I think what I, as soon as I realized, then I was forced into a change of lifestyle and habits and mm-hmm. making decisions as to, oh, I'm not going to go to the expensive supermarket or I'm not going to, mm-hmm. I don't need to buy, you know, I don't need a new pair of jeans or you know yeah. all those things yeah. that you kind of take for granted because yeah, you've got a paycheck. So sure, I can, I'll buy something new because I've got an event or I'm going out this weekend or whatever. Uh, it makes me sound very reckless, but I do think when I was living in Dubai and teaching and earning quite well that I was spending money, perhaps a little bit more, um, carelessly or more carefree. We've all been there. We've all been there, right? <laughs> so I think for me, when I was in New York and I realized, hang on a second, I, I, it was probably Omar that r- reminded me like, you know, because like, he was a little bit more, he'd read, you know, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. He'd started, he mm-hmm. was running businesses. I think he made me aware of the situation. And so I realized, yeah, I need to change some of those habits and some of those things that I just take for granted. Um, I always feel a bit like ashamed in talking about this because I feel like I was already in my 30s and how could I have not realized that? But it was a completely new experience. It was a new situation. You can totally relate. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, I don't know when you found yourself on the phone crying to your mom, you know, there was a shame. You said there was a bit, there was an embarrassment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was almost like, you know, to me, I was essentially non-verbally showing my parents that (laughs) I couldn't handle myself. Mm. Um, And yeah, I mean, I I even, you know, to, to myself felt disappointed. I was disappointed in myself. Like, come on, Kate, (laughs) get it together. So yeah, that, that was tough to do. And, you know, like you, I really liked my lifestyle. I had, you know, this great place and, was going out on the weekends and, but, you know, again, going back to just the lessons that were learned from that and how I've totally adjusted and, and learned so much more about like money mindset and all of that has been, has shaped so much about like who I am now and, and how I view that stuff. Um, I think when I, so prior to the whole New York experience, which was where I started my restart with Omar, a new career and all of that. Years, a few years before that, I had gotten a divorce. And that was mm-hmm. a kind of reset of, you know, learning to, you know, you're used to being with someone, doing a, a lot of things together. So all of a sudden yeah. you find yourself managing Oh, yeah, that's so interesting. Own, 
yeah, like the friends that you had communally, um, you, all of a sudden half of those are gone. You know, that always happens in a divorce. You know, people have to choose sides or mm-hmm. it just, it's normal, right? Like there are friends of the husband, there are friends of the wife or right. you know, whichever side. And so I feel like I got a lot of life lessons there, which is why I think, you know, later on, I had to learn the money management side of things. <laughs> uh-huh. So in all these like resets, there are these major learnings, but in the moment you're just dealing, you know, with the, with the day to day. Or perhaps because some, you know, restarts aren't necessarily ones that we ha- like plan out or choose, you know, they could be much more abrupt or unexpected. And in those moments, you're probably, you know, just kind of treading water, like, mm-hmm what happens next, you don't really know versus, you know, talking about deciding to go to grad school and that being a restart for both of us. Like we both chose that, right? We were planning Mm -hmm. for it. We knew that our life, our daily life was about to change, but you know, maybe even with your divorce, I don't know if that was like maybe a little bit more unexpected or certainly, you know, that things are going to change, Mm -hmm. but you don't really, how do you prepare yourself for that? You don't really, right? You just start to experience something drastically different than what you're used to. Yeah, there's a definitely a buildup, you know, that it's, you know, ending, you know, that there's going to be a very different situation and the day to day and and your life is going to look different where you live, you know, all of that. So you do, I suppose, have some kind of preparation when it is something like that. But yeah, then you just have to start learning to to cope and to whether it's be on yeah. your own. Mm-hmm. Was it hard for you? Was it really hard for you? I don't know if that's a dumb question mm-hmm. or not. I oh, no, no, it's definitely it's not a dumb question. It's a good question. Um, it's it was hard to um, it was emotionally hard, mm-hmm. you know, from a personal. Sure you know, relational perspective. And so then it makes all those other life admin things like, okay, got to move out, got to find a place, got to find someone Mm -hmm. to move my furniture, (laughs) kind of set up new, you know, electricity bill and phone line and all of that, right? It makes all that admin stuff almost, um, it can either be overwhelming or you can just be like, okay, I've got to get those things done because what's actually overshadowing all these things is the kind of emotional drama um, mm-hmm. and just dealing with that. I, I felt like, um, I mean, I felt quite lucky that I had good friends around me who were very supportive and were very helpful. Um, but for sure, your whole life changes when that's like that is an example and I think a lot of people can relate to a a long-term relationship ending where then you're a different person because you're not with that other person anymore so you've you've got now a whole identity Mm -hmm. crisis or identity question happening as well as adjusting and figuring out who your phone company is going to be and where you're going to (laughs) live right Right. Yeah. And those stages of, you know, grief or overcoming loss or, you know, depending on your restart situation, whatever those emotions that you're going through, you know, everybody handles those differently, experiences them in different ways. And, you know, maybe some periods of that grieving 
spectrum are, are longer than others. Mm-hmm. And do you have friends or family around to help support you? And, you know, there's just so much that goes into what a restart might look for anyone at any given time. And then, of course, depending on what, if the restart's a chosen restart, if the restart is more of kind of like a forced mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, what that all looks like. And I can imagine, too, you know, I've been in other long-term relationships that have ended. And, you know, for me, like dating was always super awkward or like trying to meet new people and, and yeah, you know, you lose friends through something like that. And so then like, what does that look like? Yeah. There's so many, so many unknowns, but, but again, you know, new experiences and, and hopefully experiences that you can look at from a positive light of like, you know, of course you're grieving the loss of a relationship or, you know, in some cases maybe you're grieving the loss of, of a person. Um, someone passes away or makes that aftermath very different. Yeah, and with not a situation like the the passing of someone, but in even a relationship ending, there is always then new opportunities and moments of, Mm-hmm. the change that is positive right yeah um yeah whether it is that you start dating even if it is awkward there's still an excitement that happens then right mm-hmm. like okay this mm-hmm. is a new experience this is a new possibility a new opportunity so in that reset there is there's always positive moments yeah. right what about a health restart do you feel like you've had like a major I mean, I I think for some people it might be like kind of a health scare Mm -hmm. that kind of gets them to restart, but there's a lot of different ways with your health that you could decide like, all right, I got to, got to start getting those veggies in (laughs) or it might be, I mean, like for you, I'm even thinking too, uh, your hysterectomy. I mean, did that feel like a restart for you? hundred percent. I felt like I got my life back, you know, all of a sudden there was this time where I was not doing great and I wasn't myself. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, the operation then meant I had a fresh start and an opportunity to get back to my normal self and then even better because... I now don't have the female things that happen every month. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> right. so for me, that was a reset in a, like, yes, the actual experience was scary and the time in, betwe- in between healing mm-hmm. and all of that. I feel like now that was pretty short-lived, thankfully. Um, but, yeah, then I felt like, oh, I've got another chance now of getting back mm-hmm. to myself and... And now I, I feel like I don't take certain things for granted. Like I definitely feel like my health is something that I want to stay on top of and knock on wood, whatever I can control. I know there are things that are totally out of your control and that can happen. I totally get that. Um, but whatever I feel like I can control, then I'm very mindful of, mm-hmm. you know, staying on top of things and, and not taking for granted. I think that's a biggie not taking for granted. And mm-hmm. and I think that that comes a lot with restarts. I think we're reminded of uh, mainly yeah. when it's a chosen one. You know, you think that 
oh, I'm going to, you know, leave this behind and yes. there's something new. And But then you kind of start to take inventory of mm-hmm. the things like, oh, I really miss that. Or, you know, yes. maybe I wish I had that back or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's so true. It's like you're like, all right, peace. I'm out to hell with everyone here. I've got a new yeah. beginning. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, hang on a second. There was all these other things yeah. that were that I didn't realize were quite beneficial in that situation yeah yeah I try and be really mindful of that really mindful of that because I I kind of have a little bit of a pet peeve for like that grass is always greener mentality but don't you feel though sometimes I know what you're saying that is such a good point the grass is always okay so I feel that sometimes a restart or a reset is really what is needed Mm mm-hmm and I might explain, I'll explain what I mean, but I, so I, I cut you off. Like, okay, so you say you have a pet peeve about the grass is always greener. So explain a little more about that. What do you mean? Well, I just think that I've known people to just always kind of be unsatisfied or um, unsettled. They're always yeah. looking for something more and mm. which causes them to maybe from my point of view, it seems like, you know, they're they restart a lot. Uh-huh. And okay. <laughs> I kind of think like, okay, you can just like pause for, mm-hmm. you know, five minutes and look around and enjoy versus always thinking that there's something better, something better. I guess it's just the, not the mindset that I have. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course I want, um, we talked about this in a previous episode, um, you know, always... Uh, what episode was that where it was like uh, maybe overachieving oh ambition ambition ambition. yeah yes how much is enough yeah how much is enough right like I I am all about being better and doing better and improving and learning and all of these things but I don't necessarily I think that sometimes that gets taken to the extent that it's like I'm just going to keep doing a million different things because I always think that there's something better over there. But it's like you're missing so many amazing things Mm -hmm. that are right here because you're just always looking for something better or more someplace else. But I know as you're talking, I'm just stuck on maybe someone who's constantly not satisfied and with their relationships yeah. and just keeps dropping people. It's like, I'm going to, you know, <laughs> ending this one, someone else, some, someone better is going to come along. But I can see what you mean. That could apply to even, oh, I don't know. I mean, it's harder to, to change jobs, I suppose. Um, I'm trying to think what other situations. I, I, I get what you're saying. Where I was going with the idea that sometimes it's, a reset or a restart is the right thing and probably what's needed. And I suppose it's maybe the motivation behind it. Like why, why am I looking for this change or a clean, fresh start? I guess I think about my own experience with leaving Japan because I, I wasn't happy anymore. And Mm -hmm. I was then like, I want to go home. I need a fresh start. I've been here for two years. This has been, it had, I had a good run, 
but now it's like I'm not happy anymore. I don't like being here. I want to go home. Yeah. All of that. And for me at that time, it was a mental health thing. Like I was really anxious. I was really sure. like, not happy. Um, but I've always had that in the back of my mind. Like, you know, could I have just kind of toughed it out a little bit more? Or mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I then, like you said, missed certain things like, oh, that was so great. That was so great. You know, I can't get that shampoo and conditioner that I used to buy it was so cool like it don't <laughs> exist in Japan I can't buy that here I mean that's a really you know shallow example but those are the those are the little things yeah, that really. come up yeah. yeah yeah well and I like to remind myself that it's hindsight's twenty twenty, right I mean I feel that way now but you can't discount how you felt in that moment Um, We talked about this recently, too, with, you know, me describing when I decided to transfer undergrad, Mm -hmm. I was in San Francisco for two years, and I decided to transfer back home. Sure, now I wish I would have stayed in San Francisco, but I can't negate or, you know, diminish how intense my feeling Mm -hmm. that I wanted to leave was in that moment. And it's always easy to look back and say, like, you know, oh, could I have stuck it out a little bit longer or, you you know, whatever the case might be. But I think it's important to remind ourselves of that too. No, you're right. Because I think it kind of saved my relationship with living in Japan, living in another country. The fact that I said, I pulled the plug and I said, no, I have to go home. Um, Mm. You know, a couple of years ago, as you know, like we visited Japan. It's not that I have any Mm -hmm. PTSD, which in maybe had I stuck it out, had it gone to a complete breaking point, things kind could have looked very different post that right. event. So that's where I feel quite strongly about, you know, what's motivating a need for a change. So it's a bit of a balance, right? Like, am I, is it just a grass is greener or is this something like, no, this is breaking point. This is serious. This, this is probably, this is the best thing for me to do right now change up my whole situation. And something that I think is also very helpful, it's certainly come into play a lot in my life um, because I feel like us moving to Puerto Rico in a lot of ways was a bit of a restart. Um, Not that we were looking for a restart, but just the fact that we kind of upended and our our daily lives changed a lot and Mm -hmm. we found ourselves in a new culture and living on an island and, you know, a lot changed. So maybe not necessarily a restart, but it made me think of it when you asked that question of like, is it really time for me to to do this or not? And that can be a really difficult decision, mm-hmm. right? Is Am I just looking or having that mentality of like grass is always greener or do I need this? Is to also remind yourself that in a lot of situations, and maybe you can prove me wrong, but I'm going to say like 99% of the chosen uh, restarts or decisions that you make it doesn't have to be final. Mm. Like when John and I moved to Puerto Rico, both of us agreed that we could leave Puerto Rico an hour from now and decide that we were leaving. Just because we're coming here and and giving this a go doesn't mean that it has to be the rest of our lives. Mm. And for me, that made the decision a lot easier. It made the decision, it made me more confident in making that decision because I knew that we could be flexible and I knew that we could pivot. So, you know, I think that when you're 
trying to make that decision of, of doing a restart or starting over and you're really thinking like, is this the right decision? Should I quit my job? Should I move to that new place? You know, those are, are big decisions, but you can, you should always know that it doesn't have to be permanent. Hmm, I might challenge you a little bit because I do think there are situations where it is a permanent I would say a, a divorce is quite final. Yes, there are cases of, and I think there's celebrity cases of people getting remarried for the third time. Yeah. <laughs> um, so back. maybe now I'm like contradicting myself. Um, but another situation that comes to mind, for example, is, and I know my brother won't mind me sharing this, is coming out mm. for the first time to your family. So if there's some, if there is a situation where you've not been able to share that, you know what, mom, dad, I'm gay, and you finally do come out, that is kind of irreversible. That situation sure. is like, now mm-hmm. they know. They didn't know this mm-hmm. for the longest time, and now they do. And so for yeah. his, in his case, he actually uh, moved cities. So he went from Sydney, moved to another city so that Mm -hmm. he could just have a restart with his life being his authentic self. And, you know, fortunately, like, you know, everything's mum was very supportive after it took a while, like this is a whole other discussion and we can have a whole conversation Mm -hmm. around this because I do Mm -hmm. think it's, it's one of those resets or restarts that, you know, is, not forced, but you are forced into a, a new set of circumstances uh, where your relationships are different. You are finally, you know, able to be yourself. And mm. we, we talked about this at the start, right? We talked about like it, yeah. it, it asks you, uh, you're asked, you're asking yourself that question: Who do I want to be? What do I want out of life? And a lot of these resets or restarts are motivated by that question. Yeah. Yep. No, that's a great point. Great point. And that really shines a light too on this whole question of like identity and asking yourself, you know, who do you want to be and what do you want out of life? And really, you know, for so many of us, you and I included in the examples that we've given today, you know, we've had these moments where we've asked ourselves that question or maybe subconsciously, we've made the choice that we don't want to be you know, the, the graduate student or the, the finance person or the educator or, you know, the person living with credit card debt and (laughs) having to move out of her apartment. Like, I don't want to be that person anymore. Um, so what do I need to do to make that change? What does that reset look like? Or what does that coming out look like? Mm -hmm. How do I, you know, how do I create the life that I want to live and and the person that I want to be? Where do I need to be? What needs to happen for for that to become a reality? Yeah, I mean, it was such an identity thing for me when I wanted to leave teaching because I didn't identify as that person that that the career the label of teacher was something that I didn't want it to be ascribed to myself any longer Mm -hmm. and so I sought something that was so different I'm going to go and be a filmmaker now because it's such a different label Um, and it provides all these other things around it creativity freedom 
you know, new skills, all of this other stuff that really motivated my, my change. I really like that about you saying, I mean, that is what all of these examples share in common is it really is kind of rooted in this like question of identity and, and who you are and who you want to be and what you want out of life and the lifestyle you want. Um, yeah. So does that change your perspective on the grass is greener? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, huh. Well, I, you know, I do think that it's a very specific personality of somebody who's who's just it probably wasn't the right application for this conversation. Uh, were you um, thinking is, of a particular person? I was just you don't have to mention them, but I'm thinking when you're probably <laughs> thinking and mentioning that there's these people out there that are always looking for something new and always thinking there's something better out there. Is it a question that they're searching for something more? Mm. Mm-hmm. We can. We don't have to answer that now. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a great question, though. It's a great question. Well, Nicole, I feel like that is actually a great place to close out today's conversation on starting again. Thank you for the challenge and the questions. And this was an enlightening conversation, to say the least. Yeah, I feel that a lot of the times we agree... It's not that we disagreed, but um, yeah, I feel that today we were able to bring out some different perspectives and hash those out. perspective. That's exactly what I was thinking. A lot of fun. And we hope that you friends have had an enjoyable time tuning in and that you've picked up a thing or two you can carry with you today and moving forward to give you that extra boost of confidence and support when you need it most. And friends, if you enjoyed this conversation and you have a friend in mind who might also find this conversation helpful, share it with them. Send them to canrelatepodcast.com or have them search Nicole and Kate Can Relate on their favorite podcast app. Until next time.